You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Well, hello, everybody. Merry Christmas, and welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. Uh, I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always are my good friends, Jay from the hills of Ho-Ho-Ho, Texas. <laughs> and A.K. Mike in Texas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It is Christmas Day. What do you know? Well, I know that it's not snowing. Yes, I. Uh, that's funny because the intros I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, and nobody has a white Christmas here. Yeah, I know. Now that we all live down <laughs> here in the south, I know, right? Awesome. Yeah, you should still do that. That's that's that's, that's good stuff. I mean, you got to. Yeah. If it's not in the intro, definitely on the exit. That's funny. Uh-huh. Well, uh, welcome to uh, Mike. This is your first Christmas out of uh, Alaska, so it's not white for you either, is it? No. Yeah. Well, the walls are Interesting. white. Interesting. Well. I'll just close there my eyes, go. pretend that's snow, and then that, that does it for me. <laughs> yeah. Hold some ice cubes in my hands, and then that's uh-huh. it. Close so it eyes. feels cold? Yeah, close my <laughs> eyes and listen to the jingle bells. That's good. Right. That's good enough. Go. That's the only funny. thing that, that uh, AK Mike sees that's white is the uh, the sunscreen you know, lotion in his hand <laughs> and on his face as he's going out. Yeah, as he's going out, he puts it all over himself. Oh, I don't want to burn. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, no doubt. 50 degrees, that might get sunburned. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's too funny. Well, did you, uh, what exciting things did you get under your tree? Well, Jay, you go first. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, last week, uh, just before uh, Christmas, uh, a little box showed up and I shook the heck out of it and it made no sound. <laughs> I kicked it all around the room. Nothing. Stomped no on rattling. It, no, on it. no, nothing. Anything came out of it. Uh, and, uh, I opened it up and it was from Arizona, Mike, and lo and behold, it was a brand new radio case for my DX nine. There you go. So it was nice and snazzy, nice and nice and svelte and streamlined. So it's going to be nice for, <laughs> did you lose your other yeah. short okay. trips? Well, I got a big old gun case type of thing that I, I, I've used and usually I could fit my, uh, radio in there. And then like my, I have like a quad or I put little small, like my batteries uh-huh. in there. Uh, and it's it's fine, but this case that Mike got me is kind of neat because now I can just put you know if I'm ever on a run or I'm just grabbing a couple of things, this this thing is like molded to the uh, to the radio. Oh, nice! So it protects the sticks and the and the antenna and everything. Um, so it's soft sided but kind of hard sided, right? In just the the strategic places. So I can't cram like a bunch of batteries in there. But the nice part is if I want to throw it in a backpack. Or I want to throw it in my suitcase, like I'm going to go out to the Arizona Festival or something. I, I can, and it fits in. You know, I can fit nice. everything in around it and, and with it, so it's pretty Good. nice. So Jay Jay said that he um, had a great idea to buy you know a hard side golf bag case like you have, uh-huh. Mike. and so it was one of those things. And I'm like, well, you can't put your radio in there without it, you know, destroying everything or poking holes and everything. So anyway, this this little uh, case that he has is just big enough to fit inside that golf bag. Oh. So it doesn't destroy your radio, and it can, you know, well, airplanes won't get all right, that you stuff. Can tape, you not can destroy tape it the down planes, or whatever, right? strap it down somehow. Yeah, you can strap it in there somewhere. Yeah. Put it in one of the pockets. Good idea. Rivets. <laughs> Good idea. Well, uh, you got, did you get anything else? I got a, I got a new plane. Yeah? What, what did you get? Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, it was the, I guess it was the second half of my of my gift from Mike. Yes. I got, I got a color-coordinated um Crack Jack. Yep. You got a Crack Jack? I so, got a Crack Jack. You got you a Crack go. Jack, too? Yeah. <laughs> Mike? What color is yours? Mine is, I think it's green. And mine's orange. Yeah. You guys awesome. are This is going to be great because when we get to, uh, for the Arizona Festival, now we can all fly oh, together. Oh, that would be cool. Yep, that's correct. So, all right. I, I didn't get I didn't, I didn't get you guys the light kits, but I got you the Raider kit. So jump on the Twisted Hobby site and grab those lights. So we can do They only run about oh, yeah. $10. Yeah. Do some night flying. So, um, okay. We'll yeah. So then when, we, when you bring it up here, you can do some night flying. I'll, and I'll it takes literally. Sure. Mm, I'll have to be sure not to, to fly what? it. Be, be sure not to fly it before night flying because 
I'm sure to crash it, and that would be sad to you know crash it and, oh. and then yeah. not be able to fly it during night. It's flight. you know it's made of EPP. I've I've already been flying mine. I mean, I got mine for Christmas too, but I already you know typical me. I threw it together and said, oh, I got to <laughs> see how this flies and put it together. And I've been actually flying it um, out of the I, you know flew it out the field last oh, good week, deal. and the guys loved it. It's it's a really great airplane. I, I've wanted one for a long time, and because they had the sale or whatever, you know, I grabbed it for everybody. So. Great, thanks. Anyway. That was great. Thank yeah. you, Merry Mike. Christmas. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Mike? What'd you I, get? Uh, I got. I uh, I got a couple of things. Um, under my tree was a silicone pad from uh, AK Mike, so that was pretty exciting. I um, it's for soldering, and and that's kind of neat because I just solder right on my table. <laughs> my, yeah, you know, <laughs> much to the chagrin right of your wife. There. Yes, are all these my wife's like, put all the burn marks on, the, on this wooden table. desk. So uh, so yeah, you know, because that's one of the things with my TS one hundred lay it down and it it's like a pen so i don't want anything touching it so the silicone pad uh, i know both of you guys have one already uh-huh. and i didn't so it was great for mike to get that for me but um yeah i'm excited to use it so it um you know it's kind of cool and i'll be excited to uh start soldering some stuff because you know i've got a couple of air- aircraft projects coming up next year and i'm sure i'm going to have to be soldering so yeah arlie will be too she'll be happy, <laughs> yeah. she'll be happy. Oh, i'm not burning up her table or the counter or whatever, you know, whatever I'm soldering on. Yeah, wherever you are. That's, that's yeah. exactly. I've actually been relegated to the last couple of times. You know, the weather here in Arizona during this time of season is awesome. The weather, you know, pretty much stays around 65 to 75 degrees, I think 78 next, you know, next week. Um, and so I've been, you know, doing most of my building out on the uh, glass table in my backyard. You know, I have that patio furniture. It's got a big glass table. Yeah. So luckily for me, it, you know, it drops something on there, or, you know, it doesn't burn it, doesn't scratch it. If I get glue on it, I can just wipe it up with alcohol. So she's been happy so far that I'm out there and not taking over the whole house. Although I do have stuff all over the house. So. <laughs> like she's a good RC pilot. That. So <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and then the other thing that I got under my um, my tree is a, a box. Uh, that came out of California, and um, on the outside of it, it says Desert Aircraft. So I picked up a DA-120. Wow. Ooh, Christmas. for your for your dumpster plane. Uh, for the uh, the dumpster dive, yep. You always call it a dumpster airplane. Yeah, <laughs> it was not. I, technically, it. It, it was not in the dumpster. Yeah, it, it, it looks pretty good, just, actually. Yeah. Mike's it wasn't really nice. in the. Yeah, it wasn't really in the dumpster, but yeah. Jay, because I got it for free, Jay calls it the dumpster dive airplane. But yeah, so uh, anyway, that's the last piece I need uh, for that particular build. And um, the wings are done, the tail is done, and then I just the uh, actually mounted last week. I mounted the um, uh, the receiver, the twelve channel receiver, and uh, the switches. So now I just need to mount the motor ignition, and we'll uh, see how it goes. Excited to nice. uh, to try nice. and learn to fly that thing. Yeah, I'd love to see some video on that to get it. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Are you gonna put? Are you gonna put smoke in it? Um, that may be a little troublesome. Uh, only because the airplane is older. The room available is not as the new airplanes have lots of room. This airplane does not. So. The plane took up your whole bed of your truck. What do you mean it doesn't I didn't have room say, inside? It? I didn't say it wasn't big. <laughs> I just said the room inside was not very big. All right. So just so that you know, the uh, new airplanes are built with the wing spar lower. They put it lower in the body. This wing spar is almost right at the top of the body. So it's exposed where most of the newer type airplanes have it. You know, the floor is built on top of the wing spar, so you don't have to, like, fish anything underneath it. This one has it over the top. So I actually had to specifically buy uh, – I was going to upgrade the, um, you know, the fuel tank because they have 42-ounce fuel tanks now, and you could actually, you know, get something even bigger if you wanted to make it yourself. But it won't go under the wing spar. There's, it's only three inches tall between the floor where you mount everything and the wing spar itself. And the wing spar is two and a half inches, you know, so, I mean, it's it's pretty huge. So it's not like I can relocate it or do anything like that. I just had to go with what, you know, what was available. So anyway, I I could probably add smoke uh, eventually, um, but I'm not going to do it right this second. So I want to actually get the airplane flying and then figure out, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So 
if anything happens to it and I have to, you know, eventually get something to put the new, you know, the DA120 on something else, I might get smoke for that. But right now, no dice. Sorry. Gotcha. Well, perfect. Then my gift came right in hand. I mean, yeah. worked out perfectly. Yeah. Uh, yes, the prop will come in very handy. So it. Um, oh, great. Now, I didn't realize this, but you have to drill those props to fit the yeah, motor. Yeah, like eight holes or yeah, six holes. Yeah. Eight holes. So luckily, uh, luckily Barry has the um, has the, the jig. jig for it. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll get that on there. I just got a spinner um, today. Actually, not today. I got it uh, a week ago today. So we're excited. What are you going with? Uh, silver, black? Uh, it's chrome. Purple. Yep, silver. So, okay. Nice. Yeah, it's four and a, four and a half inch. So it's got a silver black plate, and <clears throat> I thought about going with something, you know, blue or or yellow or checkerboard or something. And I thought, you know, if I put the chrome spinner on it, then basically any any type of color scheme, the chrome will go with. Yeah. Where if I bought a blue one, I'm pretty much stuck with it on this airplane. You know, if I got a green airplane, you don't want to put a blue spinner on a green airplane. So anyway, I stuck with the uh, uh, the chrome. So. All right, so that means I'm gonna have to go take my blue spinner off my green airplane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you couldn't do it. I said I normally. No, don't no, no. Do it. You've already said it. It's fine. <laughs> well, Mike. Uh, yep. You said you got the crack. Anything else? Crack the act for me. Yeah. So uh, we talked about it before. Jay sent me an early gift for the uh, F4 con- uh, wing controller. And uh, I was down at Jace, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, that's right. we, we put it together. Very nice. And, and yeah, so now that's working. And I was really excited because um, I had bought a GPS unit, and uh, I was going to send it to my house. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to ship it directly to Jay's house. That way, when I go down there, uh, for sure it'll be there. Well... I reach out to him you know, two days before I show up, and I say, hey, Jay, did you get my GPS yet? It's got to be there by now. And uh, he was like, no. And so we started both looking at the tracking. It's stuck in Houston somewhere because I guess there was some kind of weather or something that kept it there. And yeah, so, don't don't kid yeah. yourself. Jay's running around with a new GPS unit. <laughs> oh, no, I, I have it now, right? <laughs> he opened it up and said, woohoo, look what there. I got. I got a GPS unit. We put You're it in out there. of luck. My GPS unit, I think, is uh, – I'm bragging a little bit here, but my GPS is like a fourth the size of Jay's. I think Jay's uses like 20 amps, and mine uses like wow. a, you know a, a third of an amp or something. I'm kidding about the amperage, but you know Jay's is pretty big <laughs> relative to the to the GPS unit that I have. Yeah, it's freaking huge. And uh, yeah, and well, he was like, you know, yeah, I thought okay, it's gonna be a big hassle because you're gonna have solder connectors on it and all this and that. And he goes, dude, it works great. Like seconds after he told me, he opened it up, and I was like. <laughs> Wow, what did you do? He's like, I just plugged it in. And I was like, sweet. I'm glad that's that awesome. Out. Yeah, so plug and out. play. That's the best kind to have. So you don't have to program nothing. So we were putting it together. And uh, of course, uh, Jay likes me to do the work for my stuff. And that's reasonable. Right? Sure. I did all this stuff. And so we were soldering stuff, putting connectors on, doing this and that. Looking at it, it's like, oh, don't forget, this is power. This isn't power. You know, don't put it in the wrong spot, et cetera, et cetera. So we go to put it together and the camera's not working for some reason. I'm like, ah, damn it. Camera doesn't work. So I look at the board and I see the pin for the camera is like down. Like it looked like it got shoved down. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. How could the pin get shoved down? Well, it can get shoved down because I put five volts on that pin and it just melted. Uh, oh, power. The solder. <laughs> it melted the solder, didn't it? Melted it melted the solder. Yep. Oh, you lucked out. It. You could have smoked and burned the whole house down. That's I could have. Um, <laughs> but luckily, it just popped that pin out. We were able to solder it back, and I had put the power on the ground instead of on the signal, which would have really fried things. And so we got. Wow. I got totally lucky about that. And all I did wrong was I put it over by one pin. So we had worked it out. So it's like, oh, this is perfect. This will fit right here, and it'll be fine, and no big deal. But, of course, I put it over by one pin, which put the – Power on the ground yep, instead. Yep. Huh. Was no? Was it on the ground or no, it was, was on it the on the video? No, it was signal. on the ground. It was, it was oh, on was the video. It? We okay. would have fried that thing. Serious. Oh, that's true. yeah. So, that so I got lucky. Spectacular. There. It worked. It worked nice. The problem is, I got to you know, like get super magnified glasses when I'm putting those cables back in because it was easy to set it off by one pin and just put it on the wrong way. So, 
Anyway, but it, no, I, it works. That's great. why I have those little googly eyes that I put on. You know, that makes everything magnify by ten. But I'm going to tell myself because I'm pretty sure Jay was going to say something if I didn't. So we were excited. <laughs> the thing's working, and uh, right. we get ready. All right, let's go fly this thing, right? And I look. I'll just get my radio out of this box right here. Where I brought my radios. Oh snap! That is the wrong radio. <laughs> Jay's like, what? I said. Yep, I left the right radio at home on the table. Oh, no. You made that whole trip and I did. forgot your radio. Well, luckily, I had uh, the radios I had uh, could fly a couple of my planes. I ended up only flying one of them because we just ran out of time because of all the stuff that we were doing. But And that there's a story that goes along with that, too, but, uh, but I'll let Jay add. Well, yeah. uh, like I said, we we're just from a standpoint, we we're just lucky, A, that you didn't smoke you know, the original yeah, plane. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but like you said, we got to that one point. In the story where I'm like, okay, now we're ready to add your radio, you know, your receiver, you know, and plus I wanted to learn from him because he had a, uh, he has a free sky radio and uh, Tyrannus. And so I wanted, I wanted to see just how all the S bust worked and and how the telemetry worked. And so I was getting excited because now we're at the part of the build that I didn't know what came next or how this worked with the system. So I'm like, oh yeah, get your radio, you know, show, show me how this stuff works. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, I, uh, well, it's right here in this case. And I go, really? Oh, okay. I, I thought that was your other stuff. He's like, no, no, no. I put it in here, you know, and he opens it up and he's like, oh, it's not yeah. in here. It was a major and, disaster. Uh, <laughs> he, he just got this look on his face like a little kid. He's about to start crying, you know, like, oh, like, or dropped his ice cream. He's like, oh. And I'm like, I, I'm sure you left it in your car. Yeah, you, know, yeah, well, you always had in your car. You know, that's viable. So he solution. runs out. So he runs out to outside to his car, and he's like searching out there. He's like, "I didn't bring it. No, man, I can't do anything." And and so we luckily, since he brought his Spectrum radios and the uh, receiver that I had, it's Spectrum and it's an S bus, one of the few that has S bus right, on it. Right. We were able to use that, and we just swapped it from my plane onto his plane, at least so we can f- configure everything yeah. and just test it all out. So that's what we ended up doing. Well, so that was nice of you. It, it worked out rather yeah. fine. So, so yay! There was much rejoicing. But, but we, yeah, I, I felt like it was Monty Python and the Holy Grail, you know, because you know that scene where they have that <laughs> the rabbit that comes out and it goes into the castle, and he's like, "Okay, what's right. next?" He's like, "Okay, well, we jump out of the rabbit." Oh, you got to do right. what? You jump out of the rabbit? Oh no, I forgot my radio. <laughs> I forgot my radio. Yeah, the rabbit's already in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the and the killer part too. I mean, he brought down. A ton of planes. I mean, he brought down his whole his car. It, it's, it's like one of those uh, clown cars. You know, it looks just small. Kept pulling airplanes out, but you, he can fit a million airplanes inside right. this inside this car. So uh, he was he was loaded to bear, to, you know, huh. for going out and flying the next right. day. And, and, and you know what? It my, turned out he you only know what's had worse about this whole thing. Our flying day was freaking awesome. There was no oh, of course. wind. It was an awesome day, the dude. sun yeah, was out. Exactly. The birds were singing. The llamas it were staying crystal, away. I mean, we had unlimited visibility. We even had a buck go across yeah. the, the thing, look at us and yeah, say, the buck was strolling across majestically you know? across the up? field. And then he just kind of walked across. So, yep. I mean, it was just so awesome. <laughs> and I didn't have my well, car. that seems to be something uh, that his little area does because I think he's been to the field once or twice and forgot his radio back on the Got all the way to the field, put the airplane together. And I think we've a, all done that. Doesn't have the radio, so he has to take the whole airplane apart, put it back in the truck, go back and get yeah. his radio. Yeah, that's true. But luckily, yeah. that's only 20 minutes away. Yes. Mike, it was Mike four, was hours, four away, hours. hours. I even told him, I said, yeah. and he was tempted like, <laughs> to go back and get it. Yeah, just drive all the way back. Yeah. I'll be back in 10 hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was, Hold I was my ready, spot. Well, you could just go to the store, buy a radio, and come back. Exactly. And then, you know, use it for the weekend, then take it back and return it. This radio sucks. <laughs> I want money back. I don't like it. Something. That would have, yeah. would have been cheaper. It was bad. And you can just delete bad. all those 200 airplanes that are in there. I don't know whose those are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was bad. The funny thing is, is that the radio I had and one of the planes I had actually was programmed for that plane. So it had been, I've had that plane long enough and the radios I had at the same time. So I, I didn't even have to do anything. Like I didn't do pre-program anything. It was all ready to go. I just used my old radio. Well, that was convenient. That was convenient. So anyway, huh. that's that. And what and what plane was that? That was on uh, Saturday, Friday. No, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. No, what airplane? Plane? That's what the, airplane? Oh, it was the Skipper. The Polaris, the Skipper. Skipper. Yeah. yeah. Skipper. That's right. And for our viewers, that's a, a Polaris clone. Yeah. Or North Star clone. Yeah. Or from North, North Star, Star clone. Actually, yeah. mine's called this Dragonfly. I forgot. 
That's called the dragonfly. That's right. Yeah, you're the, you're, you're the, the dragonfly uh, guy because you mentioned it several times it on the podcast. From, yeah, That's it came right. from a different vendor. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. And then we, so then we spent time putting Jays together. We made it do some cool stuff. Uh, we were testing the return to home feature. And one of, one of the things to test return to home in the directions, it says you have to turn it on and then run with it to go to the other side of the house and then – or wherever, wherever you're – the other side of the yard or whatever, and then you're supposed to – uh, do the return to home feature. So we were running around the house. It wasn't working. And uh, now that's yeah. a, I heard a whole different version of that story. Well, really? <laughs> and it and what it was, was funny. Version? I want to hear your version. Well, it was Jay's version. Actually, okay. he was telling me that uh-huh. when he read the directions, it said, "Oh yeah, it said you know you need to run yeah. the plane." Yeah. So he said he said you guys were running the motor up. Nothing changed. You moving around. Nothing changed. He goes, then you said, wait a second, this says to run with the airplane, not run the airplane. So he goes, uh, yeah, so we had to actually go outside and then go from point A to point B. He said, so we're running, you know, across my yard with the airplane yeah. held up above your head to redo it. I was like, why didn't you just get in the car and just drive down the road? But he did. He did oh, that too. Well, I didn't hear that part. No, yeah, that, I he, that yeah, part. I did that he too. Did that that. Eventually, that's what but I did. But the funny thing is, is that after we figured out what was wrong, you don't have to do any of that. You just have to move it to another location, and it works fine. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so but, that it knows it knows where it was and where it goes, and yeah, then it retriangulates. And, to yeah, go back and the to other thing back. is, you got to be far enough away from home, so we'll actually execute the return to home feature. Right. So, right. And those are the two two issues. There was just some things we didn't set up right, and once we figured it out, it was like it tells you what to do, but it says it doesn't say you must do it, but it does say these are the steps. So it's just right. kind of like we read it and it's like, well, we don't want to do that. We want to do it differently. Well, it doesn't work if you try to do it differently because you can't. Well, let's put it this way. This this project or, or working with this particular board, being a man and like how you, how you gloss over the instructions. Well, you yeah, speed read them. quite work. You need, you need to like read the instructions, then read them again, then watch a YouTube video to verify what you just read. And then read them again. Yeah. And Just then you'll sure. probably understand what you're supposed to do. And a, because if you do, like how we do most of our planes or put them together, you just kind of read it and then just kind of wing it. Right. Unfortunately, this board doesn't like to be winged or wang or whatever. <laughs> it, it, it hates it. It's a right? yeah, specific way to do things. It's typical. And there's a, very, very, very specific. There's a lot of great videos. And like too. I mean, there was, we, we after oh, we yeah. played around with it, it was like, okay, we'll watch a video. And we started watching video with, like, we would do specific, like, big, long, specific sentences. And then a, a video would pop up. And sure enough, it would be the video on the thing that we needed to know about. And it, it worked. It was awesome. I mean, the, the community for right. around the INAV stuff and around this board and stuff is awesome. Well, that's pretty cool. It's just one of those things, I guess, um, and, and Mike and I were talking about this. It's It's one of those things where you have to – some people are better at explaining things than others – or other people assume that you know something because they've worked with this with the with quads with the version for quads for so long, and they just naturally assume that you know what's going on when they mention a key feature or function or a phrase that you know what that means. But to somebody who never who's never played with this before, well, you're going to go, oh, well, that must mean X, and then you're going to you know do Y, and and then you're like, why isn't this working? I'm doing exactly what that guy said, but he left out. There's this this little itty bitty thing, you know, that you you have to you know flick the switch or make sure it's in this mode, or the plane. Let's say like one of the things the plane had has a sequence of things you have to do before it, it'll allow you to arm it to arm the plane for safety reasons. Well, if you don't know that you have to keep this thing so leveled, or that you have to have your um, uh, GPS has to be on and locked on. Then you'll be trying to flick it on and turn your turn your stuff on. It won't work, and you're like, "What? Why is it not working?" And it and it's just because your GPS hasn't gotten a lock yet, or like you said, you uh, you're happen to be tilting the plane in such a fashion that it's not all, it's the it's not registering as level. So you don't think some of that so, is common sense, though? I mean, some some is and some isn't. Like Mike was saying before, like uh, uh, AK Mike was saying before, when we were trying to get the return to home to work, right? 
And I'm sitting here, even though, once again, reading is fundamental and, you know, <laughs> I should learn how <laughs> to do that. Hooked on phonics better, right? for Jay Neely. That's right. We didn't have a Sesame so, uh, Street like, song for this, so that's why we did that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, one, of the, one of the things that it tells you is that you, you know, when you go to do the return to home, well, it, it doesn't say if you do some reading later on or you see a video later on, it'll somebody might mention that if you turn on the return to home and you're standing in the same location or so far from the, the, the location that you're standing in, the return to home feature won't work. Because it doesn't see it as you far know. enough away. It doesn't recognize yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't recognize activate. you've left that area. So it's like, okay, well, you're already home, buddy. Right, I don't know right. what your problem is. So why would you're I have in to the return proximity. to home when we're already yeah, here? Right. Exactly. Well, the, the, to be, to be uh, nice to the guys who did this work, it actually does say those things. Those things are said. But they're deep in the documentation. So it really requires you, if you've never done this before, to read all the documentation first. And I, I'm not built like that. I'm pretty sure Jay isn't built like that. But I'm sure Heck, there are people no. who are, but it's just not me. And unfortunately, that costs us time, right? Because if we had read the whole manual and yeah. then did all this stuff, it would have been a lot faster and we would have you know, been in a better spot. But at the same time, Sometimes I don't learn unless I, you know, bang my head against the wall. It's the way I learn sometimes. Well, they don't call it instructions for nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? <laughs> of course, in a man's world, it's like, what? These are instructions out the door. That's like a cuss I got, word. I got me. YouTube. Yeah. But it still is a pretty, you know, remarkable little device. For it, it is it remarkable. For how much it costs right. and for how little it is. And like I said, Mike's, my uh, AK Mike's set up. Now, not to say that my GPS is uh, grotesque or something, but it's just three years old. Right. And his is the newest version, and it's just... Like a dime, you said? I'm more afraid of, of dropping it and losing it in my carpet than I am, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. like you might it's so have small. Screwed, right? so, yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's how small the GPS is. So if you, like the crack yak, you could almost put this system on that little crack yak and, it'll, and fly around with it. Uh-huh. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. You know? That's how light and small that this this setup can be, if you want it to be. Huh. Yep. Wow. So it's it's cool. And then uh, did you guys talk Doug into getting one too? Because I saw a couple of text messages come across. What? <laughs> I wouldn't say we like talked him into it. He was like really enthused. So you know we're just helping guide him along the way. Yes. Now the good part about this is all the mistakes that we made, and uh, and another thing, uh, my buddy Jim, who's down here as well. The mistakes that AK Mike and I have made. We're not telling now them. Now we can help steer those guys around. Oh, no, no. Mistake. We're not oh, telling no. them. Forget oh. that, Jay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we want to. That's a whole other episode. We yeah, want to hear I about mean, all their antics, about how they ran <laughs> around with their. How much fun we would have you know, if watch, you know, talking to Doug, maybe even steering them <laughs> the wrong direction. Uh huh. Like he's there running around the whole Holly Springs with it in his hand, trying to get his <laughs> return home. Maybe he might listen to this podcast, though, so maybe you should edit that out, Mike. <laughs> I'm leaving it in, Doug. We love you. <laughs> yeah, we would do that. Don't we listen to those two. Don't listen to those two because they're going to steer you wrong. Read the directions. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Doug is smart enough, man. He probably would. That's that's the thing. Yeah, he's he is pretty smart when it comes to that. So yeah, uh, he's he's a tech guy. So yeah, he'll figure it out. I'm sure. Yep. This we did fly with my with with the planes uh, while you were down. At least my plane. Yep. So it was your second. Uh, FPV flight. Yeah. So, how did you like the heads-up display with the system? Was, oh, that's right. It, change, has a it changes everything. It changes like everything. How? OSD. Well, just from a standpoint of you know when you're going up and down more. I mean, you do know because you see the horizon change. But just having the indicators there, knowing where I am, knowing which way is back home, it just it gives you some comfort level of flying the plane itself. Uh, and also, I think it distracts you from being for me anyway being nervous about flying it like so does it show a vertical speed or feet per minute or it how can does it do that? It yes can, if you want it to it can but jace didn't jace just had a a bar across the middle that showed when your horizon was up or which way you were tilted or whatever and i used that to um trim oh. it out when i was trimming it because it's it's hard to trim a plane uh in a, a fpv because i mean you know you're going down because you can hear it a little bit or whatever uh, but I'm losing my hearing a little bit, so I don't hear it as well. And so for me, just seeing the bar move on the, in the OSD told me I was going up or down, and so I could trim it better by knowing where. where why wouldn't you fly it without the? Why wouldn't you trim it 
without the goggles. Oh, because you can trim it without the goggles and you can get a reasonably trimmed plane, but then you're still doing some up and down movement uh, with you when you're trimming it via your direct eyes, right? Because you don't really see how it's flying. Well, I don't know. You kind of get a sense. pretty level. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of get a sense of it, but I'm just saying it gives you a, an, a, a really, really specific sense of whether it's going up or down. Uh, so it refines what you do, yes. and then it refines it into the OSD where you can actually fly hands off with yes. it. So what you're looking at, you're actually – you're actually uh, trimming your visual picture. That's yes, I guess so. Yeah, in that sense. Okay, kinda, kinda. But but once again, you are you are trimming the actual aircraft, right? You but you're trimming it to where the bar is level. Is what yep. I'm saying. Yep. Yes. Yep. Right. So so whatever you're seeing in the OSD, that's level to me. The airplane could be flying with a little nose high it attitude. Could. It could. But that's level to me. Yep. All right, that makes yeah. sense to me because I'm an instrument pilot, right. and and and, and, I, and we kind of went through that because when I uh, set the plane up, Mike just had it laying on the table, you know, and I was looking looking at it, and I noticed that you know that bar was significantly lower, you know, to the horizon or so, and I asked him to kind of pick the plane up and make the plane level, you know, so we were playing with that just to see if you had the plane holding the plane level as opposed to being on the table because the plane has kind of a teardrop shape, right. You know what I mean? Uh, so I was just having to pick up the, the back end to, you know, to kind of get it level and all that kind of stuff. Just so I can understand, you know, looking at the horizon while sitting on the table and seeing that the plane is level, what, what the indications look like in, in the OSD. So part of that as well is, the, you know, the camera you put in there. Well, you may not have the camera level. Right. You can tilt that camera up and down, right? Yes. Yes. So I may not have it perfectly level for how I want it to view. So that was another thing I was like, well, let me understand, you know, how, how the, without changing the camera, just what the view looks like so I understand, you know, what it looks like in my display. Sure. And then I'll mess with, you know, getting that fine-tuned. So it was on, a, so it was on like a four-foot-high table, and we were holding and, he, and I was like, this is level. And he goes, okay. And, then I, and I said, okay, where do you see the edge of the table? And we moved the plane around till he saw didn't see the edge of the table anymore. And then he took his goggles off and said, this is how high you are. And this is what, you know, you, when you look down, this is what you see. So you know really where you are, like get right. a, a real good visual right. about where you are against this. Of course, you have the feet where you are in the GPS. I mean, the altitude, it shows altitude. So, you know, you know, 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 before you hit the ground. But it just helps you from a visual as well as connecting to the numbers. It just it's all very helpful. Oh, that's very cool. Sounds like everybody should have one of those. Uh, I, I mean, I don't, I, I can see why they don't because it costs more money. But uh, at the same time, sure. it's a lot of fun. How, to have. How was it flying? How was it flying with it? With the OSD? I mean, you flew with the OSD, right? With the HUD, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I liked it a lot. I yeah, really did. Yeah, and and once again, like I said, you can configure it however for the things that you want to have in it. And that's just the thing, you know, you have to figure out what you want to, what information do you want while you're flying? You know, what's important to you? Do you want, you know, rate of climb? Do you want to see how many milliamps you have left or that you're consuming? Do you want to see how much, you know, battery capacity you have left? Do you want to see that how much time you've flown? Do you want to see, you know, the amount of time that, you know, total that you've been flying or just the amount of that you've been in the air? There, there's like a ton of different options that you can put on this thing. It's almost kind of overwhelming if you want to put it in there. Do you want to see your GPS coordinates while you're flying? Do you want to, you know. So basically you're telling me you can put everything on the screen, so much stuff on the screen that you can't see that the actual horizon anymore. It's possible right? if you want to do that. <laughs> it's but all I, don't, cluttered. I don't think people, If you wanted to do that, yeah, honestly, you could. you could. But, you know, the thing that I think is also uh, what we're missing here, Jay, and we didn't really think about much is if you're recording video, Having that stuff is also helpful because it gives you a sense of what you were doing at the time. So if you know that's true, because sure. no, I think when Jay like, was here last time and we went over to Peter's house, he showed us one of his um, you know FPV flights and it had the OSD in it, and you could see all the information. So he can go back and review it, right, and see what was you know what was there. So or gives, if something you know, went or wrong. Something went wrong, especially. Yeah. Like, like like a lot of guys like to have their uh, GPS coordinates on the bottom of the screen, right? In the, one of the corners, and the re- and then they record you know with the DVR that information. 
so that if they crash, then they just play back their DVR, look at the location, whip out another GPS, and then they can walk to where their plane is if it's in tall grass, you know, that kind of thing, right, right, the right, trees right. or the woods. So it works out, it works out rather nice. Yeah, I think uh, Chuck did that, I think. Yeah. Oh. So uh, this stuff is really cool, and we've barely scratched the surface of it. I mean, what, what you're able to do with, with the system. I mean, huh. it, wow. if we put a camera on a gimbal, I mean, this this board can control the gimbal. You can start putting uh, using Google Google Maps to, you know, do uh, not terrain following, but to follow waypoints. And while you're going to, let's say, waypoint A, once you get to waypoint A, you could tell the plane to go into a uh, into a left hand or right hand circle at so high. And then while it's doing that, the the board will actually control the gimbal on your camera and slew it over to look at the center point, you know, of the circle, you know, why it's climbing. It's oh. just some crazy stuff that you can program in there. It's, it's amazing. That's insane. That's pretty cool though. You know, I'm excited to see it. Well, you'll get a chance. We're, we're bringing both our, our planes back out for the, uh, electric flight fest. fest. Cool. So that should be fun. So what? Uh, so you got all that put together. Do you guys get to fly when you're out there? I mean, you flew this, obviously, but what else did you fly? Well, I flew my Dragonfly, uh, which I had okay. the one radio for, and uh, I crashed it. No. Yep. How did you crash it? Well, the um, turns out that something came loose, and uh, it was the elevator. Kind of hard to fly without an elevator. Yeah. So oh, yeah. the elevator it was, it was... has a piece of uh, carbon fiber rod in it, and part of the rod detached from the elevator, and the elevator it popped then, loose. <laughs> then, I heard it. The elevator then folded up a little bit. Uh, so do, are your elevators? You have two of them? No, it's one. No it's one. So but it's just one, and it, it has a carbon in, rod. It became ineffective as soon as it as soon as it uh, popped off. It I believe well, of half of it ripped off. Uh, and became ineffective as an elevator. It actually worked a little bit because otherwise it would have been completely buried in the dirt. Uh, but it worked enough. <laughs> it, it worked enough to pull up, and then it broke the entire motor assembly off. Uh, wow! Yeah. Uh, so, I guess uh, my other the motor assembly this, broke off when it hit the ground, or actually yeah, when the elevator. No, no, when it hit the ground. Oh, okay, okay. And then uh, you know my other yeah. Christmas present here is that uh, Jay. I just Jay didn't know if the together. elevator snapped back hard enough to cause G loads or something. Yeah, exactly. Yep, and just yeah. totally stopped working. But uh, Jay, uh, Jay put it back together. He, uh, it, it's got a little more life, so it's going to last a little bit longer till I crash it one more time. And I think that's going to be the end of it. Yeah, Jay's but, good at well, that. Definitely- he'll see something. It's all a pile of sticks, and he'll go, oh, "That's fixable." Yeah, and my and my uh, it was my learning there though is that uh, one thing I didn't do, and Jay mentioned something uh, that he had noticed that the elevator was looked like maybe it wasn't attached very well, and I don't think that was the case in terms of what broke it. But what it reminded me of is that when I fly, I always go left, right, up, down, make sure the controls work the way they're supposed to work. But I don't often check that the control surfaces are on there well, and that that like I happen to know in that plane the the elevator uh control horn was loose at one point and um i just happened to notice it and tied it down but i need to remember to check the control services are attached like i think they, sh- they should be and because you know just stuff happens you get hanger rash or whatever they, the, those were epo hinges yeah on epo there, right? hinges yep with quick fit, yeah. uh, quick grip or something well, that's how we fixed yeah. it. But I mean, originally, that's how they they were just molded in EPO hinges. They weren't. That's right. Like real hinges. That's right. They weren't. So after a while, the, on that particular plane, all the hard landings and sure. stuff, it started to tear or crack or whatever it was. So. Yeah, anything. I mean, that's the thing is that. You, so anyway, I'll, that's something I'm going to add to my checklist of things to do before I fly is to check the surfaces. So, Jay, was it the hinge that actually let loose? Or the oh, yeah, the hinge. I, I think nah. it was a combination of uh, two things. Um, Mike, okay, so what had happened earlier uh, when Mike was got his one radio to get the one plane that he still had to fly, the CG was kind of wonky, and he was you know trying to make it all work, and so he had to trim the plane out. Uh, well, he had the plane set up for 
you know, flying in uh, absolute still conditions, and it was a little gusty. It wasn't bad. We, we had to keep landing and pushing the battery more and more forward. And I also, from the, his series of other crashes through the life of that plane, I also think the thrust angle had been is thrown off. So the he'll get at a certain RPM, and the plane will fly straight and level. He'll increase the RPM, and the plane will start to climb. And so that's usually a thrust angle or a CG issue. Or an elevator issue. Uh, well, that could have been as well. <laughs> that could have been, it could have been a combination of all three. Yeah, but in this case, uh, that elevator was straight and narrow on the takeoff. Like, it, I mean, it was flat. Like, it didn't have yeah. flex one way or the other for trim, from trim. Right, right, right. Yeah, so but your takeoffs are relatively ha- slow. Once you get the thing up to speed, that airflow over that can actually cause you know, high-low pressure, so it'll actually, like, it could have separated, you know, where the hinge was, and it could have oh, come I, up, I totally which agree causes that the airplane possible. to yeah, kind of picture. I totally agree that's possible. So it wasn't that it was flexing, but the airplane, the, the hinge wasn't there, and so it was actually moving up or down. It, it, it's possible. So one of the things that happened was um, Mike, We he, he had done a, a low-speed or high-speed pass. It was really cool, but I didn't have my camera, and I said, hey, do a couple of, you know, more, try that again. So he, we didn't quite have the CG right, um, and so he attempted a couple of times, but this, you know, because that everything was off, it was throwing him off. So anyway, he ended up getting the CG down or pushing the battery far enough forward, and then he started doing some really nice high speed passes. So he was doing one of these passes, and I just happened to sit down at that particular time, and I was looking at my phone at something, uh, some iNav stuff, I think, and had done a, a high-speed pass, it pu- had pulled up, and then he rolled the plane. And when the plane was upside down during the roll, I heard a pop. And I think that that pop was that carbon rod popping loose from the glue on the elevator. So at that time, you know, if the hinge was already damaged or pulling apart, that hinge, you know, losing the carbon rod made it, made that half of the elevator bend at a 45 degree and then that's when he lost control of the plane it rolled over all the way and then as he was coming down he was able to get control he got a little bit of elevator control because he had it buried in his belly button right (laughs) (laughs) here it goes and it and he hit he he hit perfectly flat it just that he was doing you know mach 12 right and he and that's where he got all the damage so so did it that's what i think happened totally come apart like explode no, I mean, and the nose, a piece of the nose came off, and uh, just a little tiny chunk, uh, which is probably good because yeah. it took a little bit of the, you know, it removed some of the um, g forces there, and then the tail just, just like I said, just popped off the back, basically just broke right at the tail point uh, where the tail connects to the rest of the plane, and uh, so and the mo- and then it broke the motor off came the off engine too. pylon too. What's that? Yeah, yeah, the motor. Yeah, yeah. I was saying that you your engine pylon where the engine was attached, you broke as well. So some carbon rods in there, some toothpicks in there, some Gorilla Glue, some blue tape. I was able to put back on the uh, engine uh, pylon um, the, or the engine pod. And then for the rest of the T-tail the uh, part, I uh, had found an old carb, uh, old fiberglass uh, spar that I had from, I don't know, some plane that I used to have a long time. Maybe it was a GWS plane. I can't remember. But it was a, you know, it's kind of thick, old fiberglass stuff that they used to use. Probably came from the, so I cut from the uh, blizzard. Yeah. So I cut off I cut off a six-inch uh, piece of it, and then I cut the ends, uh, tapered them, you know, so they were sharp little points. Sure. And, and in the, um, the dragonfly, it has a uh, plywood or, uh, yeah, it has a plywood, uh, not a spar, but you, what, what would you want to call that, Mike? It's like a... Um, not a frame. It basically it stiffens up the the T tail so the T tail doesn't flex. So it it runs the entire spine of the T tail from from the top of the T all the way down to the base and then forward into the fuselage. A former, a former. Thank you. So he has a he has a a plywood former. So that of course was split. You know it broke off of when that right in that soft spot of or that you know flex point of the the tail comes together with the T. So um, I went ahead and I stuck the uh, the pointed fiberglass in into the foam right along that former and up on the other one, you know, 
put it together so it fitted nice, pulled it all apart, got my 30-minute epoxy, slapped it on one end, jammed it back in there, let it set up for like 15 minutes. Then I went back, mixed up some more 30-minute epoxy, um, put that on the fiberglass, you know, the other end. I put, uh, and then I just grabbed some Gorilla Glue all over the one end. How'd that go? Shoved them. (laughs) (laughs) Shoved those two pieces together, and the tail was good as new and as as nice and strong. Now, did you fly it after that, Mike? No, it didn't have enough time. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we'll see how strong it is now that you go fly it. We stayed up like 3 a.m. getting that done, Jay. Worked on that the whole time. Well, we were playing wow. games. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say we're you, we were diligently working the whole time. I mean, I think that <laughs> was, still, yeah, you know, that's, off, I was going to say half the time you're true. goofing off at his house. That we that's true. I mean, what we, we rewatched the uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, oh yeah, that's some other stuff. So it wasn't like we were you know hard at it, yeah. right? But we were able to get uh, his plane back together, and then I threw a. Um, a protection layer on it. I cut a Coke bottle, uh, you know, two liter bottle mm-hmm. in half, yeah. uh, or cut. A, I cut off the ends, split it in the middle, and then uh, got up my iron for uh, monocote, mm-hmm. and then I kind of ironed it to take out that. You know, it was kind of you know, uh, since it since it was a bottle, it kind of rolled up on itself, and I turned it over, heated up the iron, warmed up the plastic to get it so it laid flat, and then uh, got some quick rip. Um, Actually, if I, I would have rather used spray adhesive, but, you know, didn't have time for that. So there's some quick grip on there, and I stuck it on the bottom. So now his bottom's all protected, and it's not all gouged up. So it looks nice. Well, good. Now uh, you'll be able to take that to your club and fly now that you've actually yep. been there once or twice. Yep. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, speaking of that, uh, that's the rrcc.org is the, is the website for them. They got some really cool stuff coming up. I can't talk about it because it's club secret stuff. But uh, in, next year, double secret. Next year, we're going to hear some secret. really good stuff about <laughs> uh, what they're doing. The club is doing a great job uh, getting out there, uh, being part of the community, and uh, uh, getting involved. So I'm really happy to be part of this club. We got some really neat stuff coming along, and I'm really excited about it. Good. And the field's okay. You you got kind of got a field report. What is it like? Oh flying yeah. Out there? Oh, that's why I said uh, you know rrcc.org because then you can go look on YouTube and actually see the runway and stuff. Cause there's a bunch of guys that fly out there, uh, that do, in fact, one of the, um, uh, Lambert's his last name. And I can't remember his first name at the moment, but he's a 3d flyer. He's, he's actually is, uh, trying to go to worlds right now. Uh, I believe he's the national champion right now of 3d flying. Um, so like big airplanes or yeah, pretty sizable. Not like your size, not like your, Big personal airplane. I mean, like RC planes. Yeah, like the 106 or whatever. The yeah, I don't know what size. Again, I, I don't know yeah. all the details, but I gotcha. um, I, uh, I just know that he's you know good at flying them and uh, trying to go to the worlds for that. So that's pretty um, cool. Yeah, so that's a good club. I'm really happy to be a part of it. Excellent. Well, good. I'm glad you actually because the last couple of podcasts you haven't be, even been out there. So at least you got out there. I think you went to a meeting and you've flown at the at least two or three times in the field. So. Yeah. That's good news. You're starting to, to learn some of or actually get to know some of the guys and you can get out there and actually fly and give us reports. That way Jay and I aren't the only ones out flying at a club. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so is it just one field or do you guys have more than one field? Uh, that all I know of is just the one field. Um, it's a paved runway, a uh, couple acres. Ooh, paved. Uh, you know, it, it, just like all clubs, there's challenges with noise and no, the neighbors aren't exactly excited when we fly over their houses or whatever, because occasionally that happens. And, you know, it's normal stuff for a club. Well, that's cool. We made friends with all the neighbors because, um, you know, pretty much all the airplanes have been on their roofs and we had to knock on their door to go up and get them. So now we, now they all know us. They see us. Hey, how's it going? Get off my lawn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, you'll be excited to know, uh, speaking of clubs, I uh, last week I was all prepared to um, take my ASW-28 out of the box and put it together to go flying because one of the guys at our at our club, or actually one of the guys at, the, at my Tuesday fly, Tom, he got a Phoenix 1600, and it 1600. flies great. Uh, and last week when we went, uh, when I went over there, I was all set to take this ASW-28. 
anyway, so I, I laid all the parts out and it was ready to, you know, make a day of it and put it all together. And like I said, I think on one of the last podcasts that it, it already came with, you know, everything ready to go. I just had to assemble it. So I was trying to figure out what to do and, you know, how to put what coloring to do, color schemes, that kind of thing. And I laid out all the parts on my table. And then my first thing was a call to Jay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I called Jay and I said, hey, are there supposed to be control horns? Did they? Do you have to purchase those separately? And evidently somebody at the, not the factory, but wherever it was in storage, had split the bag open, robbed the control horns out of it, and obviously sent those to somewhere else. So when my box got here, it was minus all of the surfaces, control horns, and two servo horns. So they only gave me four servo horns and no control. So I was now very depressed because I had this thing all laid out, was ready to go, and I'm missing those things. So what did I do? Jay's like, well, just go get some out of your box. You know, I'm sure you got some. I have literally, how many, Jay? Probably hundreds of control horns. Everything yeah, from that the shop that was going out of business. Yeah, that that's exactly right. There was, um, they're nice ones too. They're all, oh, metal yeah, they're metal or the small, you know, I've got the half inch ones, all these different stuff, but not one of them fit on this airplane. That's not sucks. a one. Wow, wow, wow. I know, right? And, and literally, I have hundreds of those. I had so many of them that I, I cut mine in half and sent a bunch to Jay because <laughs> I just was like, I don't have room for these. And uh, anyway, I, I felt bad. So Jay was like, no, you could use these. I have some that you sent me. And he started putting them on there and was like, oh, these things are huge. So uh, now the project, here it is, Christmas Day, and the project is uh, still, by the way, sitting on my kitchen table. And uh, it's all ready to go. I just need the control horns. So I'm still waiting on those. I did order some. Um you know, if so you only had a, you only had an RC broker who could help you out with that. Well, I did, and I think you did do that. You uh, found them and said, "Here, order these," and and I ordered a couple sets. So <laughs> now the good news is uh, I did paint it because uh, I had nothing to do, you know, to build it because it's all ready to go. So I did put all the uh, I zeroed out all the the servos, made them all ninety degrees, put the little control horns on, or the servo arms, so they're all ready. Um, you know, labeled all the the stuff, put my receiver and everything in there. So now uh, I just have to, uh, you know, put the rest of the, the control horns on and then I can get everything working. But so anyway, in the meantime, I I decided I was trying to figure out what to do paint-wise. And Jay uh, sent me part of that Christmas gift with the prop. It, uh, I had a bunch of, what is that, orange, green, a bunch of high high visibility uh, Monaco trim tech. Yeah, Monaco uh, trim. trims. That's what it is. So I was thinking about putting those on there. And uh, Jay sent them to me because he's like, yeah, you can do this and make it real, you know, fabulous, fabulous or whatever. And uh, obviously I chose not to do <laughs> not to do that, uh, but broke out the uh, the paint instead. So I actually physically painted it uh, red, white and blue. So now it's, uh, you know, just a, a patriotic uh, ASW 28 kind of stuck with the uh, the red, white and blue scheme. I like it. So, what do you think of this plane compared to uh, the S? Uh, I mean, the uh, Phoenix Two Thousand. The first thing you know, right off the bat, is the wheel. So this one comes with a wheel, where the the Phoenix does not. You know, I thought this was gonna when I first originally thought about it. I thought this was gonna be two and a half meters. I was like, wow, this thing is gonna be huge. But in reality, it's only six inches longer than the Phoenix Two Thousand on either end, and it and it does have like wing winglets or sharklets, whatever you want to call those, little wingtips that, that turn up. You know, the airplane's kind of, the wing is the same, the body's the same, it's a little fatter. Uh, this one has a T-tail where I think the other one does not, and the other one has a conventional tail. The other thing was the uh, the wings, and I know that that was important to you. They snap in versus the screws. So uh, I will tell you that I've had the wings on and off, you know, probably half a dozen times now because during the paint process I was matching one wing to the other so that when they went in, they didn't look, you know, they matched in the fuselage. They didn't. Right. They weren't wonky. Weird. Right. So it was very convenient not having to, um, you know, put those uh, screws down in there. But, but the one thing that uh -huh. I don't like about it is that you're constantly, you know, 
the Phoenix 2000, I don't ever take the wing off. I just transport it like that. This one, because I can take the wing off, obviously, you know, it's two and a half meters, not going to fit in the back of my truck. So now I have to take the wings off, but I have to disconnect the servos too. So that's kind of the, you know, the downside is that you have to pull the wires through and, you know, there's a little bitty hole and kind of have to auger out the holes, you know, because these things, I guess I could sandwich them in there and tape them and make, you know, just one connector. But it, I, I don't know how they would have done that, you know, differently, but I don't know. So some guys are using the multiplex. Um, right. I forgot the name of the connector, but MPX ring connector. Yeah, MPX. MPX. Thank you, MPX connectors. Uh, that's what some guys are doing. Uh, like I said, for me, I just taped the two connectors together so it, they're easier to get through the hole. I also took my Dremel tool and made the, the hole way larger. Yeah, a little or, bigger. Or elongated it, right? Just so I can get them in and out easier. The other problem is is that if you just Enlarge the hole exactly the same on each side. That's still not good because the connectors, when you put them in on both sides, they hit each other right, when they go in. Right. So you have to kind of do them, offset them, you know, or elongate, elongate one heading towards the you know the, the front of the fuselage, and then you elongate one towards the back of the fuselage. That way, they miss each other when you put them in. Well, that makes sense. So, All right. I, I yeah. didn't do the elongating thing, but uh, I understand what you're saying, so I'll have to try that out when I... Get it put back together. Yeah, so I I, I like the plane. So, but you have you you haven't had a chance. To, that's right. You can't fly it because you don't have. No, those, I don't have the control that, That's on the still waiting. It's on that slow boat. I did the. Uh, however, send you the paint job. So, uh, Mike, you yeah, said yeah, you liked yeah. it, right? I mean, it oh yeah, good. I definitely liked it. Uh, in case um, you know the listeners are wondering, the um, the frog tape is what I used for that. So the I really kind of fell in love with this frog tape. It's normally it's green and it's just a straight piece of tape. But they do have three of them that come in three different patterns. One's a scalloped, one's a like a zigzag, and something else that they have. So anyway, I bought those. This one's the zigzag pattern. So it looks like a you know it just kind of has the angles. So it looks like a bunch of you know I don't know not check marks, but you know just kind of a like a what do you call that uh, sign machine or sign wave? You know, it kind of goes up and down and up and down. Yeah, um, so anyway, yeah, I took it and then um, I actually kind of made it into a, like a bow. It, it bows out. So it's not just straight across the wing. Mm-hmm. It actually comes from the wing root, goes towards the uh, front of it, and then comes back towards the trailing edge again. So when you look at it, it looks almost like a bird's wings, um, you know, when you're kind of looking at it. So I thought it was yeah, kind of cool. I worked on it for a little bit. And then uh, and then I used this uh, – um, Tamaya, it's a called a red, metallic red. So it's actually got metallic flakes in it. I think it's glitter. But anyway, I sprayed all that on there. And so now it's got this kind of this, not really reflective, but it does have a metallic uh, color to it. So it, it was kind of cool. I liked it. So it looks very similar to my Phoenix. It's just in a different pattern. And the Phoenix, I think, is red and yellow, and this one's red and blue. But I'm excited to go fly it uh, because it looks like it, will fly very, very well. So, yeah. Oh, and also you got a, a new receiver to try in this one too, right? I did. I bought the uh, Lemon Telemetry one, so it'll be interesting to see yeah, if that... you're uh, going to like it. You're going to like that if one. If that comes all, uh, you know, everything comes in there. So, almost all of my, uh, all of mine are now have telemetry type, you know, activities yeah. in it, so... Excellent. Well... I think our hour is up for Christmas. It's time to go play. Uh, I think the guys are uh, going out to the uh, park to fly their toys anyway, so I might. I was gonna say, I don't think anybody's going to listen to this on Christmas. I mean, they were like, "Yeah, I'll get to that later." (laughs) I know, right? Well, it's okay if you're listening to it outside of Christmas, and uh, we wanted to hope hope you had a good Christmas. Hope you um, join us for our season four next year. Uh, we've already kind of got some guys lined up in January, February's Electric Festival, and then I think we got something pretty much going on all year. So, excited yeah, we about got that. a couple of new fields that we're going yeah. visiting with some buddies. Yeah. Um, it should be it should be interesting. I have a couple of local guys that uh, I want to I want to interview. So, yeah. uh, one guy happens to be running his own little drone company. So, uh, I'd like to get with them and. Get them on the show. So next year should be fun. Yeah. I think we got a lot of guys that uh, are looking for that, you know, where we can kind of talk to them. So hopefully we'll, uh, 
we'll have a lot of stuff planned for 2019. Holy smokes. That's right. Plus, Mike gets to interview his club and yeah, talk true. to those guys. We might, we might as well have them on, right? Yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, yeah, definitely. Makes Get good sense. So, all right. There, we can find all about their secret plans, secret probation plans <laughs> that's right. for next year. So We can yeah, tell you, but then we have to kill you. On, on the air here first. Stay right? tuned. All right. That's right. Big reveal. So, Big reveal. Well, have a wonderful Christmas Day and a fabulous New Year. We're not even going to talk to you for another two weeks, so it'll be well into 2019 when we uh, chat with you again. But, uh, man, it's been a great year. You know, I, I Originally, I, I thought about looking back on the year, but, you know, we had so much stuff this year and so many great episodes, I I think I'll just let it stand. It, we, we, I don't know if any one of them was my favorite, and we're already looking for the next one, so I, I think it's uh, it's been a good a good 2018. and. Well, I can already name your favorite. Do you want to have more Jet Rally? <laughs> the Jet Rally was kind of cool. I, I, I do, you know, I did like it. So, but uh, I just like it because I get to hear your bank account cry. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so crying right now <laughs> through the whole episode. Yeah. Oh my. Maybe even his wife. <laughs> she's crying too. <laughs> yeah, she's just over there shaking her head. I know she is. It's like, yes. Oh she doesn't even want to know. She just shakes That's her it. head. Don't tell me. Just walks in the other room. It's not like she doesn't know. She works for the bank we bank at, so it's not like she can't see our account. You know? <laughs> I cannot hide anything from that woman. I kid you not. I have I have literally bought something at Win, you know, Wendy's or Chick Fil A or whatever, and walked away from it. And as I was walking away with my little bag of lunch, I get a text message that goes, "Oh, can you pick me something up from Chick Fil A as well?" And I'm like, "What? How did you know I was standing here?" You know, it's kind of creepy, but oh man, <laughs> technology man, she's it just like comes Santa across Claus. right on her She's phone, watching so, you all hey. the time. I know she's watching. It's, it's me. really not the bank; it's the GPS <laughs> stuff. She's got your GPS geofenced. Yeah, she is. Yep, she's probably uh, checking out where I'm at right now. Luckily, I'm in the studio doing a podcast, so she can't she can't say there that I'm go. out. You know, spending more money. Good thing she can't see the GPS on the computer though, because when I click on those things and they show up at the house, woohoo! Uh huh. So fabulous. Well, guys, thank you for joining me for uh, season three of the Park Flyer podcast. We uh, we love our listeners' uh, feedback, so feel free to uh, send us an email at uh, parkflyerpodcast at gmail dot com and make sure you mention Jay or AK Mike or Arizona Mike, and you know get out and reach out and touch, uh, reach out and get in touch with us. Uh, and, and hey, speaking of which, don't you you have somebody coming to see you, aren't don't you? Uh, I do. Yep, yep. We mentioned that last time, but yeah, that's right. We do have a listeners yeah. coming out, yeah. coming out to enjoy some fun, Arizona fun. Yes, that'll be interesting. And I actually we'll have have uh, actually that. have that weekend off, so I'm excited about uh, about everybody coming out. So, oh yeah, yeah I just got to get all my electric airplanes fixed up. I have a couple <laughs> that need are in need of repair. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have literally three weeks or four weeks to do that uh, after Christmas. I got to work a little bit, but they, uh, yeah, I have to get all some stuff because uh, I think he's coming out, but he's not really bringing an airplane. And uh, so anyway, I told him he could fly some of mine. I got to get some of those fixed up so he can go out there. And so fly. hear that, listeners? Come on out to Arizona. Mike will let you fly any of the planes that he has. <laughs> I don't know if I, I, got, I think there's a disclaimer <laughs> in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it never fails when people come fly my airplanes that I usually don't go go back with as many pieces or and more pieces than when it came out. So I have to be careful with that. But I do have some airplanes that I don't mind people flying. There's not really, you know, they're, they're not going to hurt them. The Mangler is one of the best ones. You know, it's a multiplex airplane, and they can fly that all over the place. Matter of fact, I think the nose has been busted off of that thing more than once. Uh, the glider, you know, I don't mind people flying the glider, so. There you go. There you go. So once again, uh, we also have a look at our Facebook page as well. Yep, that's right. We have a Facebook page, uh, and uh, so feel free to post your pictures. I think you can post stuff on there, or at least go in there and like us or you know, follow us or whatever the case may be. We are uh, going to try and increase our uh, listeners this year and um, you know, get out a little bit more and kind of reach out and, and do those right things. I think uh, last year we talked about having a YouTube channel, but I think this year we're going to really try to figure out how to do that 
Old guys are terrible at technology, and Mike uh, has pretty much joined us. Uh, <laughs> Mike has pretty much joined us uh, almost full time on the podcast now, so uh, maybe we'll put him in charge of that YouTube thing and see if he can get it running. I can't get my eight track in here, Mike. Know, What's right? wrong with this thing? Or maybe uh, maybe we can get Spencer to do it. He was supposed to kind of help me with the um, Facebook page, and he's posted some stuff on there. Him and Barry both. So, oh yeah, it was kind of cool. So, we appreciate it. Well, uh, thank you very much. We hope you have a good New Year's. We will see you in 2019. I'm Michael from here in Arizona. Jay from the hills of Texas. A.K. Mike in Texas. All right. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Christmas Eve.